Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. been up here before and we've had a good time and you know everything's been good but I've I don't know <coughs> excuse me I don't know that I have ever been this excited to bring something to y'all and just I hope I hope y'all are as excited when I'm bringing it or when I'm through or whatever is that I am because I truly believe and I truly know that God gave this to me to bring forth so uh so we had been planning to go to Chicago for some time, you know, and after that I asked Apostle, could we go on vacation? You know, we kind of planned it to, to uh, coincide with that so we could, you know, we were already out. I was already going to be off work. So we, we both discussed it and we said that would be a good time to take a little vacation. So I'd been planning it for a while. So that's probably why God put this message in my spirit and and it came about one day, he, uh, I was just feeling it, man, I was, I was into it, and uh, I came in that morning, and I asked uh, Pastor Casey, I said, Pastor Casey, is anybody taking up the offering today? He said, or I forgot his answer, yes or no, it didn't matter, and so I said, well, do you mind if I take it, if I do the offering today? I said, I've got something that I want to say, and he said, sure, well, the Holy Ghost said, hold up, because, uh, you know, church doesn't always go as planned, so other things happened, and I didn't get to say what I wanted to say, and that was fine by me, because, you know, I'm, I'm always happy when the Holy Ghost gets his way. You know, when we have church in the church, that's just, that's even better than anything that I've got to say. So, in that, what I had to say that day, it was just a little snippet, I'll say, of this because I've had time to study and I've had time to meditate on it a little bit more and so I just want to bring that to you uh, and it's my goodness and it's about the ark uh, I didn't get to my story uh, we after ordination we went down to Cincinnati and we stayed a few days there and we went to the new ark that was built the life-size replica ark there and it's just it's amazing I mean you pull up to that thing you don't see it right there but they put you on buses and then you go around and it's just a huge structure I mean it's you know it's the ark so you know it's got to be big and it's it's just amazing to behold amazing amazing so I want to just tell you if you hadn't been just take a little trip up there one day you know it may take a couple days but uh it took us I'll say it took us about eight hours to walk through the ark and look through the the little plaques and things like that you know I had actually bought tickets to that and another museum and we didn't get to go to the other museum because we spent our time in the ark which is okay because we're on vacation we don't really care but it's just it's a lot of information in there you know and it's of course it's three stories and it's long and it you know it's just and then you've got the outside things and and then you just get hungry walking around in there so you got to stop and eat and just you know, so it's it's a full day. If you go, plan a full day. So, but what I want to talk to you today about, and uh, 
I'm going to try to, you'll see me looking at my notes a lot today. It's not because I don't know what I want to say. It's because I want to keep it in the right order. So it'll hopefully make a little more sense. So, because I can tell you all kinds of stuff and I'll be like, wait, let me back up. So, what I want to tell you today is, is it's about the ark. And, and I know, I know that I know that everybody in here knows the story of the ark. You've heard it. Uh, since you, that's one of the basic things in discipleship, I'll say, or whatever, Christianity, that you learn. I mean, even the kids that don't go to church, when they see the rainbow, they're like, Mommy, Daddy, what's that? And they'll tell them, you know, God put that in the sky because he made a promise to a covenant that he's not going to flood the earth anymore. And uh, so, so they grow up knowing that story. I mean, it's just, it's like you learn Christmas and, and actually... I don't know that they really learn Easter, you know. <laughs> they just know the bunnies and they get to dress up. But they know about the ark. I mean, you know, and if you think back in your life, how early did you remember the ark? When, three. You throw me off when you do that. I'm used to, I'm used to that. <laughs> three. So I want to tell you about the ark, but I don't want to tell you about the animals, and I don't want to tell you about all those kind of things, and, but I want to focus on the flood because... And I want to focus on your money, your money, my money, church's money, your neighbor's money. I want to focus on all that stuff. And I know you're thinking that doesn't have anything to do with art, but it does. Because, and, and I just, God put this in my spirit a while ago. You know, in the Old Testament, uh, they had all these animals and stuff, and that was their wealth. You know, they even held a stick up. You get the spotted ones, I get the clean ones. They did all that, you know, and that's how they got their wealth. So if, if your animals are the wealth, who had all the money in the world at one time? Noah. And like Monica says, if you just hoard it, it's not doing any good. So what did he do with them in the end? He let them all go. Because, you know, they were all his. He owned them all. There was nobody else there. Him and his kids, he said, I'll give you a few. I'll give you a few. You can have a few. So we'll share them. He did not hoard his wealth. All the money in the world belonged to one person, you know. I know King Solomon was rich, but he had all the money in the world. He had all the gold. He had everything. There was nobody else there to take claim to it. It was all his. So I want to talk to you about your money because, and we know that God said he's never going to flood the earth with water again, never going to destroy it and all that stuff. But God put into my life, or he put into my spirit the other day, God said, I am going to make it rain in here. I'm going to make it flood. And he was talking financially. He said, I'm going to flood this earth with the riches like it's never been seen. And I haven't, I haven't necessarily shared this word with my wife or anybody else. You know, I've, I've just said, hey, I'm going to preach on the ark or something like that. Just something very basic. But God told me he was going to make it rain. You know, he's, you know what that is? He's going to make it rain. So if you're ready for it to rain in your life, just listen to me because i got a few rules for you. You know, because it's going to rain and... And you got to be prepared. Because if not, you're going to get flooded out. So the, the title of my message is Sink or Float. Not Sink or Swim, but we're going to Sink or Float today. And you got to figure out which one you're going to do. All right. So just like, uh, let me look at my notes again. All right. And, and you, how you handle this is going to determine whether you sink or, you know, in the end, 
the ark, it rested up on top of a mountain. And, and I was curious about this because I've always heard it landed on a mountain. And just in my own little feeble mind here, I said, well, how do you know it's on top of a mountain? So when, when Noah, when he left the ark, the first thing he did is he started farming and he farmed grapes. So I looked up where you farm grapes because I've heard it, but I wasn't real sure. Uh, so the best place to farm grapes is on a sloped hill, you know, up high. And it's actually on the south side of the mountain, I think, is where they say to grow them. So by that, all your scholars and stuff, they get up there that he was on top of a mountain. So anyway, so you can, when the flood, when the water start going down and everybody starts seeing what's left around, you can either be up here on the mountain or you can be down here. And all the things down here didn't make it, if you remember that. Only the thing that was in the ark. So let me let me move on here a little bit. And I'm I'm gonna try, man. Just remember, if if I start stumbling, just remember God is fixing to make it rain in here. He's fixing to make it rain in your life. And if if I get stumbled or something like that, just think that and start clapping, and I'll think I'm doing good, and I'll get back in my groove, and we'll keep on going. So so I, I probably need your help. So we know at the end of the flood, God made a covenant with man that He'll never destroy the flood. Of, the earth with water. We see a sign of this, and we see everybody knows what the sign is. It, it's the rainbow. That's correct. Now, if you think of the rainbow by itself, it's just, it sits there. It's all beautiful and everything. And we know what that means. And we know, as Christians, we know, we know, we know that the devil's always trying to come in and he's trying to take what God has made and he's trying to distort it or pervert it, something like that. He's, he doesn't want it to be its original intent. So he takes the, the people of the world or the devil, whatever you want to say, because you'll hear it. They take this rainbow and then they put some little Irish guy with a beard at the bottom who fixes shoes and said, all this gold right here is mine. Well, the Bible never said there was gold at the end of the rainbow. He turned it into something completely different. There is no gold at the end of the rainbow. It's, ne it's never been promised. Never, never came in. That's not in the Bible anywhere. It may be in some Koran or something like that. I don't know because I don't read it. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you where the flood's at because God said he's going to make it rain in here. In here. So there comes your gold right there. You don't have to, you don't have to trick a, a leprechaun or anything like that for it. You just have to know that God is fixing to make it rain in here, and you've got to have all your pots ready for, to fill up the oil. You've got to have your vessels ready. You've got to have your lamps lit. You've got to know what's coming, and you've got to know how to handle it when it comes. And that's going to be somewhere in my notes. I've got, uh, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, uh, man. <laughs> all right. So. I want to tell you why it's going to rain, and I want to tell you why it's important to you. Because, and let me tell you, when uh, the first, I think, pastor, apostle got up here and she was talking something, I don't forgot what she's talking about, but it had to go with my message. It had to go with my message, and I said, I know what it was. It was, no, I don't know what it was. I had it. I had it. And anyway, it went right with my message, and I said, I'm covering that in my message. I am. And then Sister Monica got up here, and she started talking. And I said, I'm covering that in my message. I'm covering She was talking about hoarding all your money. I know what it was. She was talking about you have to be a good person. I know what it was, Apostle. Anyway, 
anyway, let me just go back to this scripture, and I'll tell you, and maybe y'all can remember what she said, because uh, I, know, I know what she said, because my answer to it was the Bible said that Noah was a just man. He was a just man. And, and he got drunk, but that was after. That was after the flood. Yeah, not drunk as you suppose, but... <clears throat> But, all right, so God is flooding your finances today. He wants to show you you're about to be flooded with blessings and how to handle them correctly. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let me, let me throw that right there. All right. So in the days of Noah, we know, we know that it was bad. We know that God wanted to, he looked down and he wasn't happy with what he saw. And he said, I'm going to do something about it. And he flooded the earth. All right. Now, when we look around at our earth today, not just America, but when we look around at our earth, we know things are not like they should be. Everybody's not happy. Everybody's not in love with one another. We're not coinciding. Everybody wants to fight. We've got teen pregnancies. We've got uh, divorce rates out the roof. We've got uh, whatever else you can think of is going wrong. It's going wrong today. But God, the only thing, the only reason we're still here is because of that rainbow. Because it is not a pretty world out there. I mean, people will break into your truck and steal your stuff, right, for nothing, you know. They will take it right out from under you. You'll be in there, sleep one minute, and you come out the next day, and your stuff is gone. That's how bad the world is. Now, God said that he's not going to destroy the earth again. So if he wants to change the world... If he wants you to change the world and he wants me to change the world, how is he going to do it? He's not going to kill everybody. No. The first time, everything was covered up in the flood. Everything was covered up by water. So if God looks down, and I'm not saying this is what, I'm just saying God said he's going to make it rain. That's what I know. But if God's sitting up there and he said, I've got to do something about this, Josh. It cannot keep going this way. But I can't kill everybody. I can't, there's, you know, there's still just people out there. There's just people in here. I see them, I'm looking at them. So what do I do? How do I, how do I fix this? So instead of killing everybody, I'm going to try a different strategy. I'm going to raise people up. The people that are doing bad, they're going to stay right there where they're at. But the Christians, the ones that are going by my name, the call by my name, they're gonna, I'm going to raise them up. I'm going to raise up their level. I don't care about putting anything down. I'm going to raise some stuff up in here. I'm going to let it rain in their lives. I'm going to bring the oh, I'm going to bring their finances into order. I'm going to just lift them up. They're going to be blessed beyond blessed. Let me tell you, he is going to make it rain in your life. And I'm not just talking to everybody in here, and we'll get into that in a second. But I can be talking to everybody. I can be. And, and I'm talking to some people in here, it's already started. You've already seen blessings. You've already got them coming on. Some people, you're thinking, it's got to be just around the corner. I'm feeling it. I can feel it. Because sometimes you get that pulling in the spirit, and you just know. You know something's fixing to happen, but it ain't happened yet. And some of you are sitting back there, and, you, you know, you'll be thinking, thinking that. You know, it's time to go. So, but that's okay, because there's grace in God. There's grace. And and I'm skipping around. I told you I wanted to read my notes, but I, I didn't follow that. So I'm skipping around. And let me, the reason I'm going to skip to this part is I'm going to tell you that in, uh, in Genesis, 
because I talked about the different types of people ahead of time. So I'm just going to tell you that Noah was a just man. And let me tell you about the grace. The reason he had grace, and let me, if you're in your Bible, you can go to Genesis, let's see, probably 5. Let's go to 5. Nope. Let's go to 6. All right. There's actually two, and I've got them in my notes, but I'm looking. All right. In uh, 6, verse 22, and 7, verse 5. And can y'all tell me this, something that's the same about both of those that talks about Noah? Because somebody in here has got a Bible. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. If not, I'll read it. Let me just read it. I'll help us all. Genesis 6, verse 22. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. In, verse, in chapter 7, verse 5. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And whatever Pastor, Apostle Angie was saying earlier, that was my answer to that. Do all that God's commanded you to do. Because you can't just be out here doing what you want to, and God's going to throw finances on you. That's not what's going to happen. That's not, that's not at all how it happens. You know, and I'm just going to use ourselves as an example, because, and I've got others, I've got others, and I'll tell you a couple others, because I can, because y'all don't mind. Uh, we, we're not, I have, I have a certain amount of money, we do. Now, we've been married 22 years, something like that. We didn't start out with the money that we have now. So, there came a time when I was looking for another job. I was trying to go towards another job. I shouldn't say I was looking. I was going towards another job. So, what I did was I was working and I just quit work and I said, I'm going to go to school full time. You know, we decided I'm going to go to school full-time and get as, because you had to have a certain amount of schooling before the paper mill would hire you. And I said, I don't want to drag it out. It'd be forever going to school. So I just quit and went full-time student. So while I did that, uh, my wife, she, she said, hey, I'll, I'll do this. So she did work and, you know, she cleaned houses and did all kinds of things and did this. And, you know, I would rake a yard here and there or something. You know, I would help as much as I could. And, and in that, I'm saying that we had people that when we needed help, they helped us. Now, because I hope that we are just people, that God sees us, now I have a certain amount of money. Now, I'm not rich. I'm not filthy rich by any means. But we're comfortable. But now, because we have done that, because we were good with the money that God gave us, you know, we do lots of things, but now we are able to help other people. You know, we, we may not give you $600 right off the bat. You know, we may not do that. But, but we do help. We don't hoard our money. We don't keep it just for everything that we've, we can. You know, uh, I have a truck and she has a, a SUV thing, but but we're not hoarding our money. You know, we are giving out. Uh, she gave a big sum of money to when we were in Chicago the other day. She gave gave a large sum of money, and and it's because 
we're not just taking what God has given us and we're not just keeping it. We're not holding it close. We're not, as Monica said, we're not hoarding the money. We're not covenanting it. We don't have the love of money. We don't have any of that. So we know that money is important to our daily lives. And God's about to make it rain. So there's coming a financial flood to the lives of God's people. And that's, that's y'all, that's me, that's everybody. And I'm not, a, I'm not necessarily a prosperity preacher. I like it. I like money. Because, you know, it, it helps me out. It helps me. When, when I want to go somewhere and I want to take uh, Jarek with me, I say, come on, Jarek, let's go. We'll, I'll buy your supper tonight. You know, I bought my children's supper last night. Uh, I can do that kind of thing. You know, when I go to Chicago, I can give in the offering. I can give to the missionaries that are going to go back to Africa or wherever they're at or India or something like that. And they're going to preach the gospel. They're going to give them. Uh, Morisarella took up an offering the other night, and I think it was like 50000 something like that, going to the flood, to the disaster victims in Houston. You know, so we can do things like that. And, uh, you know, so, I'm trying to get back on track here now. So, it's going to rain. We're having a financial flood. And, you know, if it's flooding, you'll see the people out there. I saw them on CNN the, or the Weather Channel or something the other day. They were kite surfing out there in the hurricane, you know, being silly, being stupid, not being wisdom, not having wisdom. But uh, they were out there doing all this stuff. But the kind of flood that I'm talking about, you're not going to be able to do that kind of stuff. You're not going to be out there acting silly. You're not going to have a floaty, a little noodle, and you're not going to survive this thing. The little, the, the SS minnow is going to capsize. It's going under. You've got to have an ark to survive the flood. You've got to have it. You gotta have it. But not only do you have to have an ark, Jeremy, you've got to be the ark. And that's where my message is going to take a little detour here because we're not going to be on an ark. We're going to become the ark because the ark was never, 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 never the message. And let me go because I know I got that in my notes. Let me go here. Uh, here it is. The ark was never the message. If you'll notice, Noah was there 600 years before he started building the ark. And then I looked this one up because I couldn't research it. They say he, it took him 20 to 40 years to build the ark. And then after the ark, Noah still lived 300 and something years. So it wasn't, if the ark was only there for 20, 40 years, then the story is not really about the ark. It's about what's inside. The ark was there because there was a just man. The ark was there to survive, to uh, not survive, to carry on God's glory. That's what it's all about. You know what the ark of the covenant does? It just carries that glory from place to place. And that's what the ark does. It wasn't about the boat. It wasn't about the animals. It was about God's glory in that man. And, you know, it's, let me give you another example. When, when he came out of the ark, the first thing he did, the very first thing he did, he came out and he built an altar. Now, if you're thinking, this man, because if you're sitting here, and when we went to the ark, they had the, the stones. You know, let's say it was 12 stones, I think it said. They were sitting there. If you're taking 12 stones from the ground and you're piling them, that, they had them piled up and they were like this tall. You have spent 40 years building a boat because God told you to. And you're going to come down and you're going to place a few stones on the ground. When this ark 
is right there behind you in the backdrop, this three, four-story thing, however cubits long. It's huge. It's massive. You think these little stones are going to do something? Yes. Yes, they do. Because it's not about that boat. That boat was not the sacred place. It wasn't the holy place. The holy place was inside Noah. That's where it was at. Noah was a just man. And that's what God wanted to survive. That's what he wanted to thrive. Now, he could have done anything else. He could have set the boat on fire and uh, sacrificed all the animals at one time. He could have done that. He had enough wood. But no, he built an altar because he knew who got him through the flood. He knew when it rained, somebody took care of me because somebody told me to build a boat ahead of time. Somebody told me that these animals were going to come. And I think it was seven days they all started coming in. And so he just waited, and they showed up two by two, two by two, and they were showing up. But it's not about the boat. He's like, come on in. You can mess up my boat. we got to go to the bathroom somewhere. Uh, well, I'll take care of it. Me and my just self will take care of this. Why? Because of those two verses we just read. Because he did as God commanded him to do. He didn't know what was going to happen. He had never seen a flood like that before. He would never seen that many animals in one place. He didn't know if that elephant was going to sneeze and rock the boat a little bit. He didn't know what was going to happen. He just knew God said, build me a boat. I'm fixing to flood this place. And if you want to survive, you're going to get on board with this. If you want to survive, you're going to build a boat. You're going to cut down all these trees. You're going to put them together. And you're going to float. And you're going to float till I'm done. Till I'm done floating, yes. So you're going to do all these things. And it is not about the ark. He said, Noah, don't look at the boat. Don't look at the size. And if you think Noah didn't sit there one day and be like, how big has this boat got to be? You know, I mean, because if in my mind, I'm going to start at the boat from the bottom because I can't reach from the top. So I'm going to start at the bottom. And I'm like, this two-story boat, it ought to hold them all. You know, I mean, because, my goodness, how many animals can there be? It's just, it's a lot of animals out there. But the Bible says in Genesis 7, 18, and if you'll, you don't even have to turn over there. 718, it said the waters prevailed. And I wrote down the definition of that. Uh, prevail. Prove more powerful than opposing forces or be victorious. Now, the water prevailed. It prevailed over all the earth and everything that was on it except for Noah. Noah and his family. I say Noah. When I say Noah, I'm talking about Noah and Shem and Ham and their wives and that J guy, Japheth or whatever, something. I don't know how to say it. J-man. But anyway, that's who I'm talking about. I know there's other people on there. But it didn't say anything. It said, it, it did say their family too. Uh, but Noah was a just man. So the water, the rain came and it prevailed against everything else except for what Noah built except for the ark. But it wasn't the ark that prevailed. Remember, it's the, the person. It's the spirit that lives inside Noah. Because Noah was talking to God, and God was talking to him. He said, Noah, put this board right over here. Make this cage a little bit bigger because I got something special for that cage. You know, we need the birds over here. He was telling him everything to do. So it prevailed against everything, everything except for Noah. Now, All right, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These, these are the generations of Noah. 
And uh, Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And, and you know, I've said a while ago that there's still, there's still just people in here. And when, when I say that it's going to make it rain, I'm telling you, that's what God told me. It's going to make it rain in here. He's going to make it rain in here. But so God is looking for just people. He's looking for more arcs because he's not just going to make it rain and just, you know, certain people are going to get it. You've got to have an ark. You've got to be an ark if you want to receive this rain. You've got to be an ark if you want to lift up above all the sin that's out there with all the disgusting things that are going on in this world. If you want to be able to buy a radio when you get home, you've got to be an ark. If you want to be able to pay somebody's rent tomorrow, then you've got to be an ark. You can't, you can't just hand out money because you're going to run out unless it's raining in your house. You have got to be an ark. You've got to have the ark inside of you. You've got to be talking to God because there's a lot of good people out there with a lot of needs. But you've got to know which one God wants you to feel because I'm not going to just hand you out money because you're looking hungry. I'm not going to invite you over to my house to eat just because you, you tell me you don't have anything. I'm going to do what God says do. And I may, you know, I'll say that. I'll probably help you a little bit. But I'm not going to give you the means to which I would give Andy. Because if God tells me to give Andy something, that's where I'm putting my focus. I'm focusing on Andy Minger right there. If he tells me to do that and you're coming up, I'm probably not even going to see you because I'm going to be focused on Andy Minger. For 40 years, I'm going to build up Andy Minger with what God has rained down in my life. While, while, the, while it prevails, while the rain prevails over everything else, me and Andy are going to be safe. Because I'm a just man and I'm going to do as the Lord commanded me. That's, that's what... He said about Noah twice in there, two different times. He said, God commanded him to do, so he did. And then he says, uh, Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. That's what I'm going to do. That's why I can get away with uh, when Jeremy comes hungry and I'm helping Andy. That's how I can get away with that because I'm still in the will of the Lord. You may think I'm being mean. You may think I'm holding out on you. You may go tell all your friends that Tim Hogan is a stuck-up man. He wouldn't give me a, a piece of bubble gum. But I'm helping Andy Minga because you know what? Before long, the flood is going to take somebody. And I, it's not going to be the people in here because we know that we're building an ark. And we've got grace. You know, we've got, I talked about this a while ago, grace. You think, well, how can I be a just man? How let me go back to these two scriptures because I just remembered something here that's in my notes, but I didn't. Verse 22. These are awesome scriptures. Verse 22. Uh, Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. In verse 5 of chapter 7. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Now this, I started not to put this in there because it's kind of hurtful a little bit. But sometimes we've got to be pricked to get you up on your feet. said he did what God commanded him to do. So that's, let me tell you, the, vid, the vision of this ministry for 20 years has been die to self. Die to self. That's what that's all about. You think Noah wanted to get calluses on his hands for 40 years building boats? I don't think he did. You think he didn't want to take a weekend off and him and his wife go to that little beach right over there? I'm sure that he did. But he did what God told him to do. He died to himself. He died to his flesh. He said, I don't care, God. I'm doing what you do. And, you know, if he hadn't done that, then he might have been two weeks late building the ark. The door might not have been shut. Well, he didn't shut the door. But anyway, uh, the top floor may have still been open, and then it would have flooded inside. You better do what God tells you to do when he tells you to do it. 
And so if you, and I'm not talking to the new people in here. I'm talking to the people who've been here 20 years like, like me and stuff. If you haven't learned how to die to the self, well, that's right. Oh, oh. Because that's what we've been doing. We have been learning how to die to self. We've been coming into prayer. I've heard more of this last couple of weeks. We've been to the office a time or two. You know, Pastor D asked who's been in the office with me up there, and people stood up. I stood up. Who's been in the office here? I've heard Pastor say the other day, there was one time that uh, Pastor Pinson took every woman in the church in there, you know, and don't think there wasn't some dying going on. There was some dying going on, you know. Uh, when is learn to die to yourself. Now, if you haven't, that's okay because we know God gives grace, right? So if you haven't learned to, your, to die to yourself, what do, what do you do? Well, let me tell you. We've got a few options here. Have, you know, so if, if you don't know, I'm guessing you're probably new. So Elder Barbara has a new converts class on Sunday mornings. You can go to that. She teaches you the fundamentals of our ministry. And I'm sure that's in there somewhere because it's a fundamental. You can go to that. You can learn to die to yourself. You can come to prayer, and it'll be a crash course, but you're going to love it in the end. You'll die to yourself. You'll come in. You'll be so mad. I want you to pray. My husband, done. he took all the money. He went over there to Gary's house, and they just blew it on the Super Bowl. Pastor's not going to say, oh, here, here is that money back. No, she's going to say, you got to let that go. <laughs> that money's already gone. The man's still there. Are you going to let him come back inside? Or are you going to go four more weeks till you find another man to give you some money? What are you going to do? You're going to have to die to yourself because that other man that you're going to wait four more weeks on, he ain't going to give you his money either. I hate to tell you. He's going to come and he's going to go. That man is around there for the sunshine. That's it. So, so don't be doing that. Come to prayer, and you'll learn. You can die to yourself right here. You can come in. You can pray about that man. You can change his way. I've seen it. I've seen some of y'all change. Y'all have seen me change, I'm sure, because there's been a lot of prayers going up about me. And I have died to myself. Apostles died to herself. Pastor Casey's died to himself. Josh has died to himself. If you come up here on prayer, for the 12 o'clock prayer or any time nowadays, Pastor Casey said we got a new prayer schedule, and it is all the time. So you can come up here anytime you want to and just die to your flesh. Die to your flesh. That's the crash course. You know, I, if I was y'all, I would start out on Sunday mornings with Elder Barber. <laughs> but, but if you just can't, if, if the circumstance hits, come on up to prayer. We'll pray with you. We got prayer leaders, don't we? See there? We got prayer leaders. So there's lots of ways. Pastor Casey puts out CDs back here on the back table. Did y'all know that? There are CDs of services back there, and they'll just, if you miss it, you're missing something good because Apostle preaches good and Pastor Casey preaches good and everybody else that preaches, they're awesome or they wouldn't be up here. So I'm just kind of sneaking in here. So, but there are services back there, and they'll help lift you up. And they'll guide you through your troubles. You know, it's amazing. And, and you've all seen it. It's amazing how when you're in trouble, God puts something right there for you. So when you're going through, when, when your car breaks down and you're just thinking, oh, man, when you lose your job and you're thinking, oh, shucks, go back there and get the tape because it's probably going to be something about how to get a new car. Don't you need a new job? Come on. That's what it's going to be about. It's not. God never puts anything in your way to hinder you. It's always going to be to help you. So, so that's how you can be the ark. 
to be the ark, you have to die to the flesh. You have to become a just person. You have to do what the Lord commanded you to do. You can't be the ark being your own self, your own uh, being in the flesh. You can't do it. It just doesn't happen because there was a lot of people on the earth at that time, and a lot of them didn't make it. How many of them didn't make it? All of them but those six, eight, eight. All of them but those eight, you know. You can't put a little cattail on and say, I'm going on the ark. You got to fight to be an ark. You got to make it. You know, can you think of all them other monkeys that was trying to outrace them two monkeys? They was trying to get on the ark. Some, somewhere out there, somebody was like, Whoop, he tripped. I'm taking his spot. You know, you got to be, you have to be an ark. And to be that ark, you have to be a just man. You can't, you just can't, you can't fake it. You can't put on a disguise. You can't come to prayer the day before, you know, because God's looking at you. He's watching you all the time, you know. It's just, it just doesn't work that way. God wants your heart. He wants your heart. He wants you to come to him wholly and completely. He wants you to just come in and sacrifice everything because when you do what he needs you to do, and this is something else I wanted to tell you when I said I have whatever my finances are is what they are. I'm, I'm probably not as rich as uh, Brother Floyd over there. I'm probably a little poorer than uh, Sister Monica over there. But let me tell you, in my sphere of influence, I can help somebody. You know, I don't have to have six yachts and give one away to be doing something. I don't have to do that. If, if I can just see, uh, if Sister Paulette is right walking down the road, and I see her, and I pick her up in my truck that has air conditioning. doesn't have radio, though, but you can enjoy the air conditioning. If I pick her up and carry her to her job, I've helped her out. You know, I had the gas to get there. I had the windows to roll up. Uh, I've got the air conditioner to turn on. And because there's no radio, we can have a good conversation on the way. You know, uh, she can tell me all about her days. Have you ever noticed Sister Paulette every single day puts on there something on Facebook that's inspirational? She doesn't put that jargon like I put on there. She, she's out to make a difference. She has a purpose in her life. She has God called and God ordained, and she does a wonderful job. But I can help her in that sphere of influence. Now, do I think Bill Gates is going to come around and say, here you go, Tim. Here's a brand-new lawnmower. And I'm going to look at him, a lawnmower? All that money you got, and I get a lawnmower? <laughs> I need somebody to mow my yard. Shoot. No, it's not going to happen. So when I say God is going to make it rain in your life, in your finances, in your house, what does that mean? It means you are going to raise up from that level. You're going to be more than you've ever been before. You're going to have more than you've ever been before. And it may not be just finances, Brother Andy. It may be spiritually. I ran into a guy the other day. My wife was getting her uh, nails or hair done or something. And, of course, I always go to the car lot. It's right across the street. And he was telling me, and we got to talking. And he was talking about uh, how his mother, she'd always try to get him to come to church, but he don't go to church and everything. But you know what I did? I didn't invite him to church. But we talked about it for a while. And my answer to this fella was I told him, call your mama Saturday and tell her how she's doing. See if you can take her to church Sunday. Not church. Uh, take her out to eat Sunday. Because I know, because of our conversation, his mama is always trying to get him to come to church. So if he calls her on Saturday and he says, Mama, I want to take you out to eat Sunday, she's going to say, well, come on to church Sunday and we'll go out to eat right afterwards. 
So she's been pulling on him for a long time. And I probably, I'm sure I could have asked him, you know, to go to church or something, but I don't have a church around there. I know of a couple. But that mama, hopefully, and I, I could have done wrong, but I'm just, what, what I'm trying to say is there's a sphere of influence. I'm not seeing all the Bill Gates out there. I'm, I went to uh, Easy Mart up here. It's been a long time ago. And I don't say this jokingly, so don't laugh. I'm not trying to be funny here. But I don't remember what it was. But something, I had to come to church for something. Or I, I went to, uh, I just live right down the road. I went to the store for something. But I was just going to run into Easy Mart real quick. And so I didn't have any shoes on. I just probably, I just had some pants or something. You know, I don't know what I was going. But I just went to Easy Mart real quick. I went in and ran in. And when I came out, Tommy Johnson was sitting there. So I sat down, and me and Tommy Johnson sat there and talked for like 30 minutes. I bought him a, a hamburger or a cheeseburger or whatever they had in there. And we talked for like 30 minutes. And it was a very good talk. You know, and it takes a little bit. If you're going to talk to somebody like that, it takes a little bit to get past the talking. You know what I mean? To get to the real stuff. And then he started telling me some troubles of his life and things that were, weren't going all that great and stuff. And we had a very, very, very good talk. That was my sphere of influence. You know, uh, you, don't, you don't see me barefooted. Even before that, you don't see me uptown barefooted. I got tender feet. It's, it's just not something that I do. But God led me there for that purpose, for that very moment, to talk to that man. And I don't know what good he got out of it, but I know God told me, to, or he had me go there, so something happened in his life. I'm not saying that he got saved or anything like that. I'm not saying that he came out of poverty. I'm not saying that his body was completely healed or anything like that. I'm saying that God had me there for a purpose. And because I was in my sphere of influence, I could buy him a hamburger, and I could sit there and talk to him for 30 minutes. I wasn't in any hurry to go to work. I wasn't in any hurry to go home and watch TV. I wasn't in anything like that. I was being an ark. I was being an ark. I had the finances that I could come in and buy that man something that he did not have the money to buy. I had the finances that I could get in my truck and go up there and purchase whatever it was that I needed. And then I come outside and I see the man sitting there and we just talk. That's my sphere of influence. I was being an ark. I was raised up above everything else that was happening at Easy Mart that moment. It doesn't matter if somebody pulled up an Alexis and they could have bought him four cheeseburgers. They did not do it. They didn't, it didn't happen. I'm telling you that when you become, that you are an ark. There's just people in here. You are an ark. So when, when God makes it rain, what are you going to do with that money? Are you going to give it to the church? Are you going to give it to the Easy Mart? Are you going to give it to the smoke shop? Are you going to give it to the Willies? What are you going to do with your money? Are you going to give it to somebody that's in need? Are you going to give it to uh, yourself? Are you just going to upgrade everything you've got? Bigger car, bigger TV, bigger phone, bigger uh, lawnmower. I don't know. What are you going to do with it? I can tell you what you should do with it. Verse 22. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him to do. That's what we need to do. That's how we can become the ark. That's how we can rise above everything else that's happening in the world. That's when the world gets flooded, the world gets brought down. We can be an ark. It's as easy as doing what God told us to do. And when I say it's as easy as that, that's what I mean. But what I mean is it's not easy. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. 
you're going to have to, if Josh is up here, uh, I don't know if that's a good example, but if Josh is up here waiting on me for music practice and I'm 20 minutes late because I'm witnessing to somebody, he'll probably be okay with it. Now, I still need to be a person of my word, so that's probably not a good example. But, but what I'm saying is you, you're going to have opportunities. Andy will have, brother, Andy will have opportunities. Did y'all know that there's people in here that sponsor children to go to ramp, children that can't pay for it themselves? That's, that's what's happening in your church today. People are, they're, they're giving out money that they don't have to give. Did y'all know that I was, I was sitting by somebody in church one day. I was over at Freedom 3, and I, I kind of made a little joke about, I don't remember what I said, but it was about giving me some money or something like that. And it was, it was the wrong thing to say, but that person gave me $100 right there. That's the kind of people you've got in your church. Now, I'll say that I, was, I don't even remember what I said, but, but the person sitting beside me, they took out $100 out of their wallet and gave it to me. That's being an ark, you know. I've seen uh, Pastor Casey has gave somebody the shirt off his back, I remember, here in the story. I don't know where you were at, but Skid Row. And uh, he was on a business trip out there, I believe, and gave him a shirt. You know, uh, the youth of this church have done handouts several times. And, and you should see the people come in there, and they're very, very appreciative of what they get, what's free. They've done Christmas stuff. They've done toothpaste and deodorant and uh, soap. They've done clothes. They've done all kinds of things. And the people are appreciative because they've taken what they have or what they can get, and they've, they've put floaters on it. They've put their finances out there, and they said, here, come take what we've got. We're going to finance you today. We're going to give you some money. We're going to be that ark because it's not the boat that's important. It's what's inside you. It's... it's It's the Holy Spirit. You are the ark. You can, he built that altar. He built that altar with those stones outside this massive structure because he knew holiness. He knew the Lord. He knew what the Lord wanted, wanted him to do, and he knew that that boat was going to be gone someday. But those stones, they're there to last. You know, rocks don't go away. Uh, the same with the ark. The same with the spirits in you. It's not going to go away. It's going to become better. It's going to become a light, a beacon. It's going to shine out. So remember, the rain is coming. God's going to make it rain in here. But you've got to use it wisely, and you've got to use it for his purpose. Otherwise, you're going to be caught up in the flood. If you want to float, be that ark. Do what the Lord commanded. Come in and die to your flesh. Come in and find out the purpose of the church. Go to another church and find the purpose of that church. Whatever you've got to do, be an ark. Because it's not just the people here, but I'm, I'm, and I'm going to tell you this. When God told me that, and I don't believe that y'all have ever heard me get up here and say, God told me something like, he has, like I have today. Because God told me he was going to make it rain in here. 
and I am so happy for y'all. I'm happy for myself. I'm happy for the young people that are fixing to start getting jobs, and they may, I know y'all work, and this one works for me. He works for his grandfather. She cleans houses, and she helps do things. She's she's helped around my house before. They have came out here, and uh, not well, a couple weeks ago, we cleaned out this nasty closet back there. We cleaned it. We did a lot of things. They'll work. I forgot where I was going with that. I have no idea. It's going to make it rain. So it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to be caught up in that flood. And it's you have the opportunity because I'm telling you, before the flood gets here, before the flood of money comes in, to get yourselves right. If it's already started, it's not. if the finances have already started coming in, it's not too late to get yourself right if you're not there already. To go ahead and get your life in order, start start reading your Bible. Say, I'm doing what the God has told me to do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time anymore. I'm not gonna. There's so many distractions. Just like the rainbow, the world's gonna come in and try to pervert it. But don't let it pervert your thoughts. Know what that money is for. I'm not telling you to give every cent to the church. I'm not telling you to pay somebody's rent for six months out of next year. I'm not doing that. I'm saying find out what God wants you to do with that money. Because the money is coming. There's no doubt about it. The money's coming. And you got to get right with God before it comes or you're going to spend it unwisely. And then you're going to be caught up in the flood and you'll never make it to the top. And what happens, you can watch those shows on TV. There's millionaires. They've done won the lottery and they're broke five, six years later. Flat broke. After millions of dollars. So don't tell me it can't happen. You know, I can be broke tomorrow. It, it can happen. I can lose my job. Uh, I don't know what all can happen, but I can. it can be gone. If God wants it gone, he'll flood the earth. And then only the just man gets to live. So are you a just person today? Do you want to be a just person tomorrow? Yes, I thank you, Jesus. And I'm... I don't really feel to do an altar call, but I do want to pray about this because, because God spoke it to me. He said, I'm going to make it rain in here. And when it rains, it doesn't rain right above me, and the cloud doesn't follow me around. It's, it rains all over. You know, there's, there's spots. It, it can rain in North Cross and not be raining in Cross it. But I don't believe there's a cloud that's, I'm not real skinny. It's not raining right on me. It's going to touch y'all too. So today I want to pray that the rain cloud of God, these finances come in, and that we have the ability to control ourselves because it is tempting to take off and do some extracurricular things. It is real tempting to go out and buy six pairs of shoes. It's tempting to do those things. But I'm going to pray that God give us the control and the guidance and the wisdom to do what he needs us to do over this money. Now, I will ask you, if, if you're interested in this, and if you believe God is going to pour out his blessings on the earth and on the people of Freedom Ministries, I will ask you to come down to the front, and I will pray as hard as I can pray, and I'll pray the words that God has put into my spirit, because I'm telling you, and I've never said this before, I'm telling you that God is going to make it rain in here. Now, if... If you want the rain in your life, I want it for you. I want it for each and every person anyway because I, that goes along with being an ark. I don't want anybody to be left out. 
but I know that there's going to be people that get left behind in this flood. I know that it's going to happen, and there's no way. If you don't listen to the voice of God, that's what will happen. You will be left behind in that flood. Lord, I thank you today. God, I thank you for a revelation in my life. God, I thank you that I'm able to bring forth the revelation. And I hope that I did a good enough job, God, that people can understand that you are fixing to unleash something. You're going to have tidal waves flooding this city, God. Tidal waves of money flooding this city, God. And I thank you, Jesus, that I'm here to see it, God. I thank you that I'm an ark that can rise above everything, God. That I can carry the weight that you put in me, God. I can carry the load, God. And I thank you, God, for these people out here, God. For these people that are arcs, God. They can carry the load, God. They'll rise up above. They'll float as long as you have them float, God. They are preparing themselves, God. They're getting ready right now, Lord Jesus. They're building their ark, God. They're collecting the gopher wood, Lord Jesus. They're coming in, God. They're coming in. They're dying to their flesh, God. They're putting down their worldly desires, Lord Jesus. Yes, God. They're not taking the steps, God, that you would not have. Their steps are ordered by the Lord, God. They're doing what you command them to do, Lord Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at Freedom Ministries Crossing.